Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lennon, what's going on, sir? Oh, we are dead center in the middle of the... You know, like, here's the thing. We we, we deal <laughs> with, with the football desert uh, in June, no matter what. I mean, like, every, oh, yeah, every yeah. year. But this year, because all of all the coronavirus stuff, even more so, there's just nothing going on. <laughs> And so, you know, we're 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 trying to do everything we can to continue to talk football until there is more football going. Uh, but we have, I think, we have officially reached a point in the off season where uh, there is very, very, very little news happening at this point. <laughs> it's very, very true. Uh, we're about a month away from training camp. Uh, we're going to do our best to make sure we get you a lot of intriguing, interesting shows over the next month. Uh, we will be only doing three shows a week. Uh, as kind of the news slows down a little bit. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today, Lane. And let's go ahead and start with this news um, from the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, uh, said it certainly looks like the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and Steelers. Uh, one of my favorite teams is playing in that game. Uh, there, It's very <laughs> likely there won't... Yeah, there you go. Very likely there won't be fans in attendance. There's also a pretty good possibility that that game won't be played at all. Um, it does sound like the ceremony is going to happen, but again, no fans in attendance for the ceremony. First of all, do we need this Hall of Fame game? Like, is it is it a, a must-have thing for the NFL season to go on? Because I kind of feel like we can live without the Hall of Fame game if needed. I, I feel like there's definitely going to be a, a segment of Cowboys, or not Cowboys fandom, a, a football fandom, that when this, when this game gets canceled, which I, I mean, I... I almost I feel of, like it's certain, yeah. you know, uh, are just going to lose it because it just means that much longer that they got to wait for football. Yeah. You know, uh, no, this game is absolutely unnecessary. I mean, it's unnecessary even when there's not a coronavirus situation going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is it is it helpful when – would it have been helpful if the coronavirus stuff had not been happening? I think so, just because – Sure. You know, the, the new coach, get an extra opportunity, a little bit more time to work with the new coach. But, I mean, at this point, like, if you're not going to play the game, you know, it, it, I mean, there, there's no point to play the game, right? Like, because you're, you're not getting yeah. really getting a whole bunch of extra time. You're, yeah. uh, you're frankly, risking quite a lot. And, and it's to, to the point that if the game had even been on, going on, I don't know how you uh, – I don't know how you 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 play any you put any of your starters out there. I mean, just the the whole situation is so tenuous. Like just putting exposing anybody to you know potential coronavirus for a not even a real preseason game, a, a pre preseason game is like mm, yeah. that, that's just really. I mean, that would be hard to convince the players. I think it would be hard to. It certainly would be difficult to convince the starters or people that are established to go play in that game. I mean, honestly, I think. There's going to be a tough conversation to be had about the preseason in general 
I, I can't even think that they. We don't need four games. Yeah, we don't need I, I would imagine games. the Hall of Fame. In the case of the Cowboys, we don't, we don't need five. Yeah, the Hall of Fame you know, games. We really, really don't need five. An afterthought at this point, right? It's like yeah. compared to everything else. I always get excited for the Hall of Fame game, admittedly, because it is the first time yeah. that we see a, 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 a quote unquote real football game from February until August. Uh, and then the Hall of Fame game happens, and then I remember how bad that game is. Um, the last time the Cowboys played in the Hall of Fame game was, I think it was 2017. Uh, they played the Cardinals. Um, just uh, just going to fill you in a little bit in that game, just to, just to show you how little that game really matters. Uh, Cowboys' starting quarterback was Kellen Moore. Their starting running back was Ronnie Hillman, <sighs> and Rico Gathers led the team in receptions. <sighs> yeah, this is, this is not exactly, I mean, you know, uh, not exactly real football, I guess, is what, we're, is what uh, we're getting at. Yeah. Somebody named Joe Jones led the Cowboys in tackles, and John Lotalele was second. So, uh, these pre- these especially this Hall of Fame game is so ugly. After the first quarter, you're getting the guys that are fighting for a practice squad spot. Uh, a practice squad spot. You know, a lot of guys that will never uh, make plays ever in the NFL. So, I mean, I know it's nice to have football, but if we don't have fans, or even if it gets canceled, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Um, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their website is incredibly easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, um, looking forward to the 2020 season. Uh, we are kind of having a, a conversation pre-show about um, the fans in the attendance for regular season games. It, it sounds like right now, as we sit here on June 17th, that it's not going to be a state-by-state thing. We know in Texas right now, uh, stadiums can have 50% occup- uh, you have 50% of the, the fans inside the stadium. Um in Pennsylvania, where, where I'm from, no fans at all. Our governor doesn't sound like anytime soon that there's going to be fans allowed in attendance for any sport. Um, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the NFL is not going to have you know some some stadiums full, some stadiums empty. Sounds like they're going to make it uh, uniform league wide, and that could really really hurt. Uh, the salary cap implications for future seasons, as the salary cap is determined based off your revenue. Uh, so if you have you know 256 games in a season without fans, playoff games uh, with nobody in attendance, uh, that's going to hurt the wallet a little bit. Um, Schefter projected that the salary cap could lower as much as 50 million in the 2021 season. Uh, what is your first reaction hearing that number about the potential salary cap uh, implications for next year? Eagles better start saving some money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing they drafted a backup quarterback this year, right? Because they're not going to be able to keep Carson. Yeah, <laughs> they cut him next year. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I I think that I, I I just can't imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, 
but I just can't imagine a situation where the NFL doesn't step in and do something here. You know, whether it's borrowing money from the next TV deal or uh, going back to see if maybe they can get some more money out of this TV deal just to kind of just compensate for it. I just, you know, there's too many teams that I feel like have been, um, you know, playing with, playing, uh, uh, following the rules, uh, but, but, but playing the rules, you know, playing with the rules that the salary cap is increasing each year and their, and their salary cap, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. their salaries are all kind of arranged to uh, facilitate, you know, for to have that, you know, constantly growing cap facilitate that and and you know p- teams are also rolling money over between you know from sure, year to year sure. so so the, you know the, this idea that the cap increasing each year is something that's being relied upon by a, a large number of front offices that with uh you know like ours frankly that that have you know very large spreadsheets which kind of slot the players pricing and 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 where and where how much they're going to have to pay annually each year to make sure it all fits together you know, right, you take right. you take a huge chunk, a fifty million dollar chunk out of that, uh, and th- you know the Eagles obviously are going to get it the worst than anybody else. But 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 I, sure. I I I think all you know maybe not all, but at least half the teams in the league are going to be in pretty serious dire straits. I would imagine, or at least need to do some pretty serious. Uh, uh, either renegotiations or, or re, sure. re, kind of rejiggering of, of, of how this works because I just, you know, there's been so much uh, uh, put into the idea of the cap raise, rising each year, year to year, and, and relying on that. And, and, and it's been reliable because of all the TV deals and because of all the new money that's coming in for, for all the teams to suddenly have to take a $50 million deduction uh, lowering. So, I mean, that's the thing is that, I mean, did they say it might be fifty million dollars less than this year? Is that the way it was phrased? Yeah, yeah. So that's, yep. I mean, that's actually means that it's probably seventy-five million dollars less than what it was supposed to be, right? Because fifty yep. million less than this year, like that, that doesn't include the addition of what it was supposed to be added to next year, which they haven't calculated Correct. yet, right? So, right. so it's not yep. just fifty million dollars; it's it's fifty million plus. Whatever the cap would have gone up, the amount the cap would have gone up this next year following the revenue, uh, you know, counting. So it's a lot of money, and I, I can't imagine that you know the NFL is just going to roll with that. I, I imagine that because the owners are the ones who, you know, really are trying to keep that salary cap down because they don't, you know, they don't want to pay labor. But I, at the same sure. time, I think that this is a situation that even it, it chagrins ownership because this kind of screws up all their accounting. They, I think this is something that they should be able to get, get with the NFLPA and some other groups and figure out a solution to this. All right. So let's, let's try to brainstorm some solutions because I think I'm going to agree with, with you. I, I don't think you're going to see a $50 million drop in salary next year. Now, could that number potentially be like Five, ten, fifteen million. I think that's possible. There's, that's just a lot of money to make yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but what about some other ideas? I saw a couple people floating out there when the NBA had their seller cap drop. Uh, one of the things they used was an amnesty clause, which basically allowed a team to clear one player off their books without any salary cap hits. That player still gets their full salary, um, can't resign them, but basically you get one uh, free pass on a contract. Uh, maybe that would help. 
um, a little bit with you know because I think if that does happen if you if you see the salary cap drop 10 15 million you're gonna see mass releases by teams right teams just trying to get rid of every contract they can uh, to get under the cap I think that would certainly help but what are some other things that the league could do to kind of minimize the impact of not having fans this year yeah I mean you know I'm, I'm certainly not a uh, an accountant but i imagine that you know that again this goes back to <laughs> covering the cowboys you have to wear a bunch of different hats right yeah uh accountant I, you know, now yep i mean the all every single one of these owners is a billionaire or or a very if not i'm pretty sure they're yeah, all billionaires if that. they're not they're multi-hundred millionaires they all know how to make money and when you have mm-hmm. money it's not hard to make money um so i i i feel certain that there are uh, accounting tricks that they can do. They could maybe put some money aside and and, and maybe get some uh, um, interest on, on in, a, in, a, in certain accounts or something. I, I imagine that there is a variety of accounting tricks that they can do to kind of alleviate this. And, and I, I tend to agree. I don't know if it's just a matter of oh they're just going to put it right back where the the salary cap was. Maybe it's just okay the the salary cap stays flat this year, you know or uh, you know something like that. I, even that would be better than you know the potential of losing fifty million plus whatever the cap was going up. I just mm-hmm. think that you know they're going to have to. I, I, there's too much motivation by the people that make the rules to fix this. You know what I'm saying? Like right. when the owners right. and the players are probably in agreement here that they want to, that they don't like this. Uh, I, I just you know it's it's their rules. It's their laws. So there's no reason that they can't fix the rules or fix the laws to make it work. Now, as far as the actual money part of getting that right, like I said, whether that's borrowing uh, an interest-free loan on, on you know future TV deals or if it's like putting money aside in an account and accruing interest and using that money, I, I'm sure. not sure. But I think that I think that you know there are mechanisms for at, at least alleviating this, maybe not completely eliminating it, uh, and then they, that that they should be availing themselves of because you know really this is something that like I said all the decision makers across the league no one's going to be thrilled with this frankly so uh, it, you know it's what is it like sixteen was it one point six billion dollars or something like something that something like, like that, that. yeah we're talking about loss. incredibly big amount yeah yeah so uh, they'll probably have to find a way to to kind of reconfigure that and at least t- you know stop some of the bleeding for these teams um nfl the the advice that i would give you is fully embrace gambling there's a ton of gambling money point. out there that can be made by you guys um you know get together with DraftKings, FanDuel, one of those uh and, and just figure out a way to to make that work and i think that would be that would that would help. Not going to bring it all back, but that would help certainly uh, with some of the cap uh, stuff next year. Um, I just want to remind you guys that today's episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. If you've never tried a Built Bar before, let me tell you this: they are the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. The best part is it's a low calorie bar with a ton of protein packed in and no crazy additives. If you want to get in on Built Bars, just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your first box. All right, Landon, now we're going to get into something kind of fun. ESPN early this week did their NFC East All-Decade Team. Uh, as you would expect, it was littered with Dallas Cowboys from Des Bryant, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Jason Witten. Um, 
but one of the biggest gripes was that quarterback, <laughs> uh, no Tony Romo, no Dak Prescott, no Carson Wentz, uh, no Kirk Cousins even, Eli Manning. Um, who uh, had a very interesting decade. And when I say interesting, I mean bad. Uh, he was not good this decade. Uh, yet he was the, the, the pick over all those guys I mentioned. Um, what are your thoughts on Eli's career this decade? And who would you have picked for that spot? Because my choice wouldn't have been Eli. I, I will just say that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think that, you know, yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's just like I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, look. Here's the thing. He uh, he has been. He look. This guy is getting everything. It, 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 there have probably been twenty other quarterbacks who have had similar careers to sure. Eli Manning. Sure. They that didn't win two Super Bowl rings, that didn't uh, mm. that didn't uh, get you know kind of continually propped up year after year, well after they had reached their prime. Yeah, um, you know I, I think it's it's ironic to me that I mean they're talking about the decade right from 2010 to yeah to 2019. So Eli Manning in that decade had only been to the playoffs two different years. He had a he had a record of 67 and 80 during the decade. Yeah. And uh, you know, he won a Super Bowl in 2011. I, I think, you know, we all can just point out that Eli Manning's Super Bowl wins are definitely more on the spectrum of the uh, you know, Trent quarter- Dilfer, Trent Dilfer's yeah. and qu- <laughs> sure. quarterbacks being dragged into the Super Bowl to sure. win sort of situation. So Look, ESPN is still ESPN. <laughs> like, let's 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 you know let's let's identify what, what we're dealing with. What do you mean by that, Lane? I have no idea. What I'm you going mean to by explain that. exactly what I mean by that. It, I mean they are click. They are the inventors of clickbait, as far as I, sports clickbait. I mean, sure. they've been <laughs> sure. doing this for years, and you don't write an NFC East article about anything without putting something in there. To piss off Cowboys and Eagles fans, so you can load that list up with all the Des Bryant's and Tyron Smiths that you want. If you sure. put in Eli Manning over Tony Romo or over Dak Prescott, you're going to get mm-hmm. jerks like us on podcasts like this talking about it because we're going to get pissed <laughs> off about it. So here we are talking about this ridiculous quarterback list, and you know, and the reality of it is that. This is, I mean, they know what they're doing. This is a ridiculous suggestion. Eli Manning, uh, you know, uh, at no point, maybe at one one of those 10 seasons was better than either Dak Prescott or Tony Romo. Uh, You know, like Mm. maybe Mm -hmm. you could maybe make an argument for one of those seasons in the last 10 years where Eli Manning was better than whoever the quarterback was for the Dallas Cowboys. And I will include Matt Castle there. Uh, because he's just <laughs> he had been propped up and dragged. I mean, he had been before he re, before he retired. He had been the worst quarterback in the NFL for like yeah. four seasons. Like the like the like one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL for like four yeah. seasons. So like this idea that you know he had one or two good seasons in the in, in the decade, and then like. 
literally three times as many absolutely atrociously bad should retire seasons as he did good seasons in the last decade just shows you like how ridiculous it is that they included him and that guys again uh, we are we're falling for it but let's at least recognize this is all clickbait that we all just have the hook in our mouths from yeah why why do i get sucked into this all the time (laughs) i I don't i don't i don't understand um probably because i do care about these lists and i feel like they should be accurate um so, as you were talking, I pulled up some uh, some stats. First of all, uh, Eli Manning in the decade, again, 67 and 80 as a starting quarterback, uh, a passer rating of 86.7. Um, during the decade, from 2010 to 2019, there were 25 quarterbacks to throw at least 2,000 passes. All right? 25 quarterbacks. Eli Manning finished 21st in passer rating. So that means he was a bottom five quarterback uh, for basically anybody who started more than two or three years. Um, at the top of that list, uh, you have some guys like Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, and they're in the top six and seven of uh, passer rating. Uh, that doesn't even count you know, some other guys like Alex Smith, who was in the division and played fairly well. Um, you know, even Sam Bradford was ahead of, uh, ahead of uh, Eli Manning for a short time. So... Um, maybe if they're just going on number of games started, sure. There you go. That's Eli Manning. But to say he was the best quarterback in the division for the decade, um, seems like a, a bit of a stretch. Uh, we can go through some of these other names on defense. Sean Lee made the list. Um, Demarcus Lawrence made the list as a defensive back. Uh, surprisingly, or Sean Lee as a linebacker. Surprisingly, no defensive backs for the Cowboys. Uh, D'Angelo Hall, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie made the list. Malcolm Jenkins, Landon Collins, uh, DeMarcus Ware made it. Um, any other guys that were missing that should be at least considered? Is, is there anybody that we're really missing that dominated in this decade uh, that should be considered here? You know, I mean, again, it's really hard to take the list seriously because it feels like it's generated for clicks. I mean, again, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, like I think that they put in all the all the names that yeah, I think they put in all the names that y- you would you y- you feel like are mandatory, right? And then they just sure. sprinkled in the 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 you know the the clickbaity kind of people, so. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at it, really, I mean, there weren't a ton of great defensive backs in the, in the no. NFC East. No, I mean, I think I think you can I think you can certainly make the case that Byron was better than whatever version of D'Angelo Hall that we saw for the Redskins or whatever version of Dominique Rogers Cromartie played in the division. I mean, what was there really a year that DRC was ever good in the division? Really? I you know I think the, the DRC is. He is a a guy that is is a is a feast or famine type, you know. I mean, I think he's like man, he's a true man sure. coverage guy. I don't know. I mean, look, Byron Jones had one or two really good years, but he didn't have like four completely solid lockdown. You know, he's the best corner in football in in the division type years, right? I, I, sure. I, I think I, I, I think, but then also, I mean, you know, to point to your point. I think that's probably on par with what DRC or, or or the guys that are on that list did as well. So I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna like you know, uh, stir, rock the boat too much on that because I don't know that there are, there's like a glaring name that's missed. You know, I think that I think that it's it's probably I, I will I will chalk a little bit of this up to you know uh, personal opinion or or you know what your your evaluation of it because some of it is like. 
some of it is very you know you could really go with one or the other i think and, and again i mean let's 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 take a realistic look at how these lists get created this person has to include probably a certain amount of names from each team in order to make probably them, you know what yeah. i'm saying to make the fan bases somewhat happy. not only not only that but also to make the rounds for all the aggregators right so the That's redskins right. have yeah. some people to write it now yeah, um I, just we, a little we, friendly reminder though yeah, we do. Uh, we do live in a real, the real world where where it, people write stuff for more than just their view, their their audience. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Mike Jenkins had as many Pro Bowls as D'Angelo Hall and Dominique Rogers Cromartie did combined in the decade. Just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, I know everybody remembers Mike Jenkins as this great cornerback, but didn't make the list surprisingly. Yeah. Um, oh well. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you next week with more Cowboys news and content.